0: It's time for Real Talk with Brian and Dan, the weekly talk radio show dedicated to discussing important real estate topics, plus insight into the local community. With a combined experience of over 50 years as local real estate brokers from the Eastside Real Estate Team at Keller Williams Realty Bellevue, here's your host, Brian Levitt and Dan Edwards.
1: Well, good afternoon. Welcome to Real Talk with Brian and Dan on 1150 KKNW. It is Wednesday, October 16th, 2019. We are so glad you are joining us today. We are also, as you know, live streaming on YouTube. Feel free to Google 1150 KKNW on YouTube. And uh, click the subscribe button if you like what you're hearing. So um, also, too, if you're watching this later or you're watching this on a podcast or YouTube, please do feel free to, su- to subscribe and follow the Eastside Real Estate team. We would love for your input, your comments on our streams. We appreciate it. Now, um, we have a great show, right, Brian? Right. All right. So first off, um, we've got uh, a great group of um, oh, questions. From our Stump the Broker, we're going to have a Real Talk segment, then we're going to have some questions. And in studio, we have Samantha Kunkel with Armadillo Painting and Nathan Goldman of Terra Builders. So we'll be talking a lot of building and houses and paint and colors and all kinds of good stuff. So, But before we get to our guests, as
2: always, it's time for some Real Talk. In a normal housing market, whether you're buying or selling a home, you need an experienced guide to help you navigate the process. You need someone you can turn to who will tell you how to price your home correctly very right from the very start. You need someone who can help you determine what to offer on your dream home without paying, paying too much or uh, offending the seller with a low ball offer. So we're actually
1: approaching uh, anything but a normal market. The media has tons of stories on the impending recession or trade war with China and a constant political upheaval. Each of these situations could dramatically impact the real estate market. To successfully navigate this landscape today, uh, you need more than just an experienced guide. You need Brian Levitt, real estate Sherpa. (laughs) (laughs) Dan
2: Edwards, real estate Sherpa, yeah. A Sherpa is a member of a Himalayan people living on the border of Nepal and Tibet. Renowned for their skill in mountaineering, Sherpas are skilled in leading their parties through the extreme altitudes of the peaks and passes in the region, some of the most treacherous trails in the world. They take pride in their hardiness, expertise, and experience at very high altitudes. Well, they're much more than just guides, and this is much more than
1: just a normal market. The average guide isn't gonna do. You need a Sherpa, you need an expert who understands what's happening in the market and why it's happening. You need someone who can simply and effectively explain it to you, your family, and others. You need someone who will guarantee That you're making the rightest decision? I kind of changed that a little bit, right? (laughs) The the rightest. The bestest. Bestest decision, even in challenging times. So you know a a
2: guy by the name of Dave Ramsey? Dave Ramsey, that's right. Uh, Dave Ramsey is a financial guru who advises when getting help with money, whether it's insurance, real estate, or investments, should always look for someone with the heart of a teacher, not the heart of a salesman. Yeah. Uh, one of the things Dan and I always talk about is that we don't sell people homes; we help them find a home they want to buy. So when you
1: think about the Sherpa uh, aspect, Brian, and and you know, I think of um, a leathery senior individual, right? Uh, old old man, leathery. Yeah, you know, leathery. They, there you and, go. And I think part well, of Part of when I think about that is somebody that has experienced a lot, right?
2: Yeah. And, and I always, often I relate it to my clients as the boots on the ground. Person mm-hmm. who's doing the heavy lifting, who's doing the uh, detail work and has the knowledge. I mean, that's the Sherpa role of really knowing the ins and outs and keeping, keeping their uh, climbers safe.
1: Yeah. And you know, uh, a Sherpa basically comes in and they say, you know, here's what we recommend. Here's what you do. I, I've never climbed a mountain that needed a Sherpa. It might be a good experience, right? It might. But the one thing I know is for certain is that they can't make the steps for you. Yeah, that's right. Right? That's right. You have to kind of walk in the path, you know, you have to go in the direction and ultimately make the decision. But in order to have somebody that's been up the mountain many, many, many thousands of times, um, I would... So Brian's, you know, 38 years in the business. So when it comes to real estate Sherpa, he is like the grand poobah of the real estate (laughs) sherpas. been up the Uh, mountain many times. Up and down, yep. So what about uh, being that in that position do you think is the most valuable that you bring to the table
2: well it's it's the experience it's really knowing the ins and outs and and not e- not just being able to say hey that's what I think that's my gut but why go into the detail knowing where to obtain the data you know example is I never expect uh, one of the, the lines I always taught my kids is is uh, um, <laughs> I'm blanking on. Oh, too bad true authority was stance questioning. True authority withstands questioning. So if I really take a strong position for a client, I'm not offended when they ask me to tell them why and in detail and yeah. provide the data. Yeah. So
1: Awesome. Yeah. Well, if you need a real estate Sherpa, you know how to get a hold of us. You go to the Side Real Estate team, find us on Facebook or YouTube. Sounds good.
2: That uh, concludes our real talk. Hey, next up after the break, we'll be uh, talking to Samantha Kunkel, Kunkel of Armadillo Painting. Please join us after the break.
0: Not sure if now is the right time to sell? Worried you missed the market? The Eastside Real Estate Team specializes in helping homeowners maximize their equity when selling. With our proven premier listing service, our clients have sold their homes for more money in less time than the competition. We know you have many choices when working with a real estate agent, but with the Eastside Real Estate Team, you get a team of highly qualified, experienced agents. From staging to deciding if your property is market-ready for top dollar. If you're considering selling, call the Eastside Real Estate Team at 425 425- Or check out our website at the eastsiderealestateteam.com, a subsidiary of Keller Williams Realty in Bellevue.
3: Admit it, there's a home remodeling project that you've been itching to have completed, but you've got no idea how to start. Maybe it's a new kitchen, bathroom, room addition, or a basement remodel. Nathan with TerraBuilders helps people just like you navigate the entire home remodeling process, including the planning, design, and permit application. Nathan has been remodeling homes since 2008. To schedule an in-home consultation, call or text Nathan at 206-499-3890 or email Nathan at TerraBuildersInc.com. That's 206-499-3890 or email Nathan at
4: t-e-r-r-a-builders with an s-i-n-c dot com. So are you thinking about Thanksgiving and hosting your in-laws while staring at the crack in your dining room ceiling, the dirty, scuffed up baseboards, and outdated accent color you painted 10 years ago? Armadillo Painting provides full-service painting services allowing you to focus on what's important to you and not your home to-do list. Let them do the painting work. They take pride in taking the stress out of updating and maintaining your home with fresh paint. When working with their customers, they take the time to customize the estimate to the needs of each customer and only consider the project complete when they have confirmation from the customer is fully satisfied. Referrals are the foundation of what they do. To schedule an estimate with them, well you can visit their website at armadillopainting.com and book online or email them At office at armadillopainting.com or even call their office at 425 641 5465. They look forward to speaking with you.
3: Be sure to support the sponsors of your favorite shows on Alternative Talk 1150.
1: Welcome back. You're listening to Real Talk with Brian and Dan on 1150 KKNW. Who are you? Oh, yeah. I'm Brian. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Dan. Now, um, you can find more information about the show at the EastsideRealEstateTeam.com or on YouTube. Look up the Eastside Real Estate Team. Um, Our first guest today is Samantha Kunkel of Armadillo Painting. Samantha is the owner of Armadillo Painting, a local residential and commercial painting company that has been in service uh, for about 15 years. Samantha is a longtime resident of the Eastside. After attending Newport High School, earned her bachelor's degree of international uh, studies at Seattle University. In 2004, she started Armadillo Painting with a passion for helping residents and commercial clients improve, renovate, and create new spaces with a superior interior and exterior painting services. She grew up watching her father as a general contractor and, for the last 15 years, has worked tirelessly to build Armadillo Painting into a company that adds unique value to the marketplace and makes a positive impact on the community every day. Samantha's passion for creating opportunities for others... Samantha's passion is for creating opportunities for others and maximizing people's strengths and it has allowed her to build a company with a diverse and talented skill set that delivers great value to homeowners contractors property managers and much more I've known Samantha for about 14 15 years welcome to the show Samantha
5: thank you it's great to be here
1: so um, when you're not building an, uh painting empire what do you do for fun.
5: Well, these days, one of my favorite things is to go on the trails with my dogs. There are so many great trails in the Newcastle, Bellevue area, and what better time than fall? It's just beautiful. This
1: is a dog-friendly show. So what are your dogs' names?
5: Jasmine and Yuki. Nice. Yes. What are they? They're both Labradoodles.
1: Oh, my gosh. Doodles. I don't know. (laughs) I have a hard time with doodles, but you doodle fans out there, I appreciate you. Uh, because you're bringing less allergies
2: to our homes. So, <laughs> I, <saw that>. <laughs> <laughs> so I just read a great article yeah. about hikes in the Newcastle area mm-hmm. following the coal mines. Yeah, All the coal stuff. Have you yep. ever seen any of that
5: Yeah, Um And if you go, there's the Redtown Trail and kind of where Mutual Materials used to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. You go along that trail, it's cool because you see all the old bricks in the ground. And then you can make your way all the way up to Redtown where you can see where the coal.
1: Wasn't there like a, a missile silo up there or something like that? Mm,
5: I don't know about that, but. But yeah, there's definitely a lot of history. Maybe there's... that
1: was my imagination. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Redmond, <laughs> the old missile base in Redmond. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, since this is a show about real estate, we like to ask our guests to share a memory of the home you grew up in. What do you got for us?
5: Uh, memory in the home I grew up in. Well, one of my memories is just being out in the backyard uh, on our swing set, uh, eating the homemade popsicles that my mom used to make, and just overall happy, sunny. Sunny summers.
1: And that was in Newport Hills, right? In Newport Hills, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, longtime resident. So, h- how did you get started in the painting business?
5: That is a, a great question. Um, well, you know, I watched my dad growing up as a general contractor, and uh, then uh, it kind of segued into painting. And so, that's, you know, it started as a family business, and I my involvement grew, and um, over the years, it's become really my, my full-time passion. So.
2: Hmm. What's the process of working with Armadillo Painting?
5: Well, for our residential customers, usually they would just, you know, either go to our website, call us, email us. And a lot of times people, you know, might just have a question of, I don't know if it's the right time to paint. And so they don't even really know yet. And so they just have some general questions. So that's kind of the beginning of the process is just getting more educated about what it means to hire a professional painting contractor for their work.
1: So um, what about commercial folks? How do they...
5: Uh, for a commercial, it's usually through um, a lot of work with contractors. so we have relationships with contractors in the area and they'll reach out to us for <clears throat> pricing on on work that work that they have or um, we have relationships with property managers and facility managers that have um, commercial repaint projects in the area.
1: Okay, so so, so somebody uh, makes a call. Um, mm-hmm. And they set up a consultation. Does it cost money to have somebody and give you get a consult?
5: Nope, absolutely not. No, no cost. So free consultation,
1: mm-hmm. and then um, obviously a bid comes. How long does that take?
5: It usually the pro- for a residential. It would be you know a thirty minute process, forty five minutes out at someone's home, and then uh, we would get that uh, pricing back to them within usually within like three days, maybe less. Um, for commercial projects, the, you know, the timeline is a little bit longer, usually seven to 10 days, and then we can develop some pricing for what they need. So,
1: so when you establish a price at that time, how long is that bid good for?
5: Uh, for our residential customers, it's usually good for that season. So if we're, or if we are looking at something like, say now it's fall, a lot of people like to get ahead of the schedule, people that are planners and are already thinking about next spring and they want to be first on the schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, if we price it now, then, and we know that they want to do the work next year, then that would price would hold um, through, you know, through, so going through the into, middle of the spring. So
1: going into the project, you would say, hey, we want to do it here. You'd factor that into your pricing. We would,
5: yeah. And we would probably <laughs> cut it off at the end, you know, towards the end of the summer so that they're, you know, they would want to do the work in that beginning part of this coming year. Okay. So,
1: and then if somebody books a job then... Um, let's say it's an interior job, I'm mm-hmm. guessing, right? Because you got to kind of, then how, how long out, how far out are you booking right now?
5: Uh, right now for interior, um, you know, we actually had quite a bit of a rainier September and October than we were expecting. So yeah. yeah, we we have availability for interior work and it's a great time. People are thinking about Thanksgiving, Christmas, family gatherings, and people are looking around, realizing that they want to freshen things up. Um, so people are calling us for that kind of work. Um, And, yeah, so we we have availability. Okay.
1: And then I'm going to throw, because I'm just walking you through the process, then I'm going to throw in a little curveball here Mm -hmm. is uh, maybe it's a reputation, but sometimes contractors get started and they don't get done quickly. We had a couple listings that took a little Mm -hmm. bit longer. Mm -hmm. Um, How do you guys handle that kind of stuff?
5: I think that final pro. you're right. I mean, that's kind of the last taste that someone has in their mouth of doing the work and then getting to that final piece. And there might be just one thing that's left and then they don't hear back from the contractor. Mm. So part of our process is, well, first of all, we want to make sure the project is staffed, you know, consistently throughout. So we, you know, if we quote somebody that it's going to take them a week to paint their house, obviously excluding unforeseen weather challenges or, or, you know, something like that. Um, If we say it's a week, it's usually right about a week. And if, if there is any delay, we will communicate that. And um, so that there's no surprises, so that people know what to expect. So no ghosting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
2: That's really yeah. the most frustrating yeah. part. It is. You want to know what's going on. Yep. You know? yep. so, yeah.
5: yeah, communication um, yeah. and just keeping people and just doing our best to anticipate if we even think that, you know, we anticipate that there may be a delay, just letting them, hey, this is what's going on. This is what we're working through um, so that people know what's going yeah. on. And then at the end, it's just making sure that we have that opportunity to walk through with a customer and really um, you know, give them that chance once we've done our, our, our completion and we've walked through and checked our own work, giving them that opportunity to really look and, and really saying it's okay because I think a lot of people, especially here in the Pacific Northwest, everyone's really nice, and it's <laughs> uncomfortable sometimes to have to say, you know, I don't like this, or can you do this better, or it looks good, but I don't want to be picky. It's like it's okay. It's your home. It's okay to be picky. So if there's something that we could do to make it better or make it perfect, Um, then tell us what it is. And the worst we could do is say, you know, we can't, but if we can do it better, then we want to do that for
1: you. So I've got a great story to insert here. Okay. About three years ago, uh, my wife and I hired um, Armadillo (coughs) painting to come out and paint the exterior of our house after much research on colors. (laughs) That was my next question. Much research on colors. And we've always just had that, that challenge indoors, right. Of it being too dark. Right. So um, my lovely wife spent an anguished many hours over the color and, um, about halfway through the paint job, um, uh, I, I reached out to my wife. I said, hey, so what do you think? The front front looks done. And she's like, oh, no, that's the primer. I said, no, that's the finished color on the front there. She's like, no, 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 that's just the primer. It's too light. I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> and so I made a quick phone call to, to Armadillo Painting, and I said, ah, we got to do something. And they were very accommodating. We ended up repainting the front of our house, so that was fun. Um, but they, it didn't really extend the job too long. And um, at the end of the day, now my wife could drive home to our house and be happy and not <laughs> regretting. So she she was afraid to speak up, um, but obviously it was the right thing to do. But yeah. you know, along that lines, it was one of those uh, those uh, hard lessons learned. But it was great to work with a company that understood and then actually talked us out of actually painting our garage door,
2: which was good because it looks <laughs> good. So. so the question I had is, um, do you during the consultation process do you assist with color selection? Oh, good.
5: We do make it known that if someone wants additional help, we do have color consultants that yeah. we partner with. Sure. So totally dependent on what the customer feels. Depends that on they would where like. they want to go.
2: Mm-hmm. A lot of times, we're—I'd say most frequently for me—we're preparing a home for sale, mm-hmm. and the stager you know, yeah. provides yep. that. Mm-hmm. But there's times when I have people call up; they're looking for some help. They want a painter, and that's good to know that uh, you've got help.
5: With yeah, that. we definitely yeah. do because some people and, and on interior as well. Some people are. Uh, you know, maybe they're not working with the designer, but they have picked out furniture that they want. And it is a big decision. What color should they paint their walls? And they want it to match and look good. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So Dan, what do you got? Oh, um, I
1: was going to say, what's the favorite part of what you do?
5: Favorite part of what I do? I think the exciting part is uh, figuring out what the strengths are of everyone on our team so that we can um, you know, hit home runs. I mean, everyone has different skill sets and there's a wide array of different painting skill sets that could be needed, whether it's painting cabinets or painting larger exterior properties or really fine finish on interior work and being able to bring, to have that diversity on our crews so that we, when someone says, can you do this? We say, yeah, we can do that. And I think that's exciting because I know other painting companies that are, don't, don't have such a wide array of services. So, <laughs>
2: So I assume this time of year with the weather changing, you're mainly lining up interior jobs?
5: We are yeah. lining, yep. yep, we are looking for interior. And when's
2: the transition point to uh, exterior? What kind of weather do you need?
5: We need weather above 40 degrees and dry. dry. So sometimes Good that's luck. March if we're lucky. <laughs> um, but in all reality, usually April is kind of when things start yeah. rolling. So
1: so if, if like you said, um, you say, hey, we want to get our exterior painted. We'd like to get in, in the front of the line for the first clear weather then um, that that would be something that somebody could do now, too.
5: Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
1: All right. So in reading the bio, um, we talk about commercial painting. We haven't talked about a lot of that. So what, what are the types of commercial jobs you guys do?
5: We do uh, tenant improvement work, uh, office spaces. We've been doing a lot of retail work. So um, <clears throat> whether it be a... Uh, like an example would be, we've been doing some Fred Myers lately. So um, mm, big, big project. Yeah, so doing some Fred Myers. Mm. We've done a lot of the Orange Theory fitnesses in the area. So small. What color
1: paint do you guys use? In the Orange
5: <laughs> Theory. Lots of orange. Lots of orange. <laughs> lots and lots of orange. Um, so so smaller um, retail spaces. We've done uh, you know lots of office spaces. So just a, a, a variety of large mm. and small.
2: Cool. What sets Armadillo Painting apart from your competition?
5: I think what sets us apart is really our commitment to, you know, fulfilling our promise and making sure that at the end that we know that our customers are, you know, satisfied. Because um, that's that's our reputation and that's, that's how the business, um, that's the foundation, really. So, yeah. I mean, when I say it, I mean it, that we really are committed to making sure people, you know, feel happy with the final product.
2: That's great. Samantha, please tell our listeners how to reach you.
5: So if you are looking to to reach us, you can either go to our website. If you're looking to book something, you could book online. Or if you just have some questions, you can do a general inquiry to our office at armadillopainting.com email. And you can call our office as well, 425-641-5465. You can um, message us on Facebook as well.
2: Pretty accessible. Yeah. Sorry, Thank you so much
1: for joining us today. Thank it's great you. having you. Great All good. right. So after the break, we have Nathan Goldman of Terra Builders in the studio. We'll be going over some home remodeling misconceptions and myth-busting. Stay tuned for more.
0: Did you know when you pay rent, you're actually paying someone else's mortgage? Are you tired of missing out on owning your own home? Fact. Homeowners on average have 40 times the financial net worth of renters. The Eastside Real Estate Team has been helping many first-time homebuyers find and buy their first home. They specialize in customer service and put you first. They listen first to what you're looking for and then they take the time to make sure their clients understand every aspect of the home buying process. If owning a home has been your dream, the Eastside Real Estate Team can help you. For a free, no-hassle consultation, call 425-200-4093 or find them online at the eastsiderealestateteam.com, a subsidiary of Keller Williams Realty in Bellevue. Are you worried
4: about finding reliable care for a loved one? Interim Healthcare provides certified professional caregivers so that people who are ill, disabled, recovering, or elderly can remain safe and comfortable in their own homes. If you or a loved one needs reliable and quality care, call us at 425-274-3720. Again, that's 425-274-3720. It's about
6: time. Do you find you never have enough time for what matters most to you? Our comprehensive It's About Time virtual productivity program teaches you the secrets of long-term, sustainable, and life-changing productivity. We provide monthly webinars, implementation challenges, resources, community, and accountability. You'll learn tips, techniques, and strategies to help you more effectively and efficiently manage your email, tasks, time, workspace, priorities, projects, and resources. You'll implement organized systems and productive habits that work. You'll finally get better results at work, experience less stress, have more time to dote on your clients, time to spend with your family and friends, take better care of yourself, pursue hobbies, and get more out of life. Do you crave more time for what matters most? Are you ready to take control? Isn't it about time? Well, to start having more time for what matters most to you, call us at 206-579-5743 or visit our website for more information at www.itssimplyplaced.com. Again, that's 206-579-5743. Or visit our website, www.itssimplyplaced.com. Join today because really, it's about time. Your time.
3: No other station delivers this much variety. Alternative Talk 1150.
2: Welcome back. You're listening to Real Talk with Brian and Dan. On 1150 KKNW, I'm Brian. And who am I? I'm Dan. Hey, uh, Dan. <laughs> Our next guest is Nathan Goldman of Terra Builders. With over 15 years of experience in the home remodeling industry, Nathan Goldman's expert advice as well as his passion for remodeling homes is unmatched. Founded in 2008, Terra Builders has operations in both Seattle as well as Vancouver, British Columbia. His projects range from bathroom renovations to full-scale home remodels. Nathan's understanding of the remodeling process grows with the uniqueness and challenges of each project. He sees every experience as an opportunity to make his client's vision a reality. Nathan places a high level of importance on quality and construction and the uniqueness of each individual project, making sure the client is fully aware of each step of the process. It is important to Nathan that each client knows their project is in the best hands while watching their dream home uh, come to life. Nathan lives, breathes remodeling, and is excited to share his passion an expertise with his clients. Thanks for being on the show with us today, Nathan.
7: Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me.
2: So tell us what you're doing when you're not remodeling.
7: Uh, when I'm not remodeling and uh, owning my own company, um, probably my, bus- my biggest hobby uh, is traveling. Um, awesome. I've uh, got Italian. I'm up to close to 60 different countries, and oh, wow. uh, I've visited some of them multiple times. Um, it's My biggest passion in life is just get me on a plane and uh, preferably in business class or first class and uh, get me some champagne and I'm happy. Get me into an airport and I'm happy. So, what are uh, some of your favorites? Oh man, Um, my probably top three would be um, Japan, uh, Thailand, and uh, Brazil. uh, Hmm. All for extremely different reasons. Reasons. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But this isn't the Howard Stern show, so well, (laughs) we'll we'll leave you alone then. (laughs) Uh, Yeah.
2: (laughs)
1: So um, we always ask each guest uh, a little bit more about the home that they grew up in, because this is about real estate and homes. So tell us about where'd you grow up and a fond memory.
7: Mm -hmm. Um, So I grew up in um, a city called Richmond, British Columbia, which is a suburb of Vancouver, uh, British Columbia. And um, the area of Richmond that I grew up in uh, is Steveston, uh, which is a Japanese fishing village, or at least it used to be uh, before World War II. Uh, I digress. Um, a very beautiful place. Um, and we lived in a in a place that wasn't. It my, my mom owned it, um, but didn't. It wasn't. I wouldn't say it was the most beautifully decorated, renovated place. But I think it was somewhat strategic on her part because, um, looking back, my brother and I were kind of terrors, and um, she waited until <laughs> we were grown up and out of the house until have have renovated. Nice things, and now, right? yeah, now it is nice. <laughs> um, but she was a total. You know, she's a, the house is always very clean. Mom liked to clean house, and there was always awesome food and, on the table and meat and potatoes because we're Scandinavian, so, yeah. Awesome.
2: So how did you come up with the name uh, Terra?
7: Um, so Terra, it's a Latin word for um, uh, earth, uh, land, um, ground, um, and uh, you have to do preparatory digging uh, or other work, you know, prior to building something, um, also known as breaking ground. Um, so it's a bit of a play on words, I guess. We like to keep things uh, fun and playful here at Terra Builders. Awesome. So um, Terra Builders is the name of the
1: company. Tell me, like, walk us through a day in the life of Nathan at Terra Builders.
7: Uh, Okay. Oh, man. Like, there's nothing really uh, uh, typical about um, my day. Um, uh, Probably what's more typical is what I do in a week. um, And some of those things might include, like, uh, meetings uh, with new and existing clients, um, a lot of other various meetings on uh, job sites that uh, we need to do to keep projects moving on schedule and uh... doing walkthroughs with uh, clients and, and designers um, i like to keep uh... connections going with uh, my various sub trades and suppliers and make sure that those relationships are all in good standing and it's super important to me that i make sure that i'm constantly nurturing uh, all of those relationships that i've established over the years and um... if there's anything typical or constant about my days it's probably the driving and traffic that <laughs> i can't seem to get away from in the city
2: yeah. mm.
1: Um, Does that mean
7: um, during the day? Are you traveling between Canada and Seattle? Uh, Not typically. I'm I'm focusing more on the uh, Seattle side of things, Um, and I have a great team of people up in Vancouver that um, can run the show for me uh, most of the time while I'm away. So um, while I'm here, I I do periodically pop up and find excuses to go up and visit my my family and friends whenever I can, though. Okay. Yeah.
2: What types of projects are your clients
7: hiring you for these days? Uh, So... We've done everything from bathroom remodels um, to room additions, uh, house raises and um, pretty much everything in between. Uh, the most common projects for us are um, full house or condo remodels. Um, most people these days want to remove the wall that separates the kitchen from the dining room or living room mm-hmm. um, as well. Mm-hmm. So that's, uh, as you know, in your line of work, that um, that's something that we do quite often. Uh, most of the projects that we do also typically include, you know, getting of the entire space and remodeling bathrooms. The the kitchen, installing new millwork, countertops, appliances, uh, replacing the plumbing, electrical finishes, um, installing new tile, um, possibly creating new lighting plans, replacing the flooring, new baseboards, door casings, you know. Oh, runs the gamut. That's great. Anything
1: you can't do? Uh,
7: We don't really do handyman work or repair work. That's something that we steer away from. Uh, The the smallest project for us that we'd uh, probably take on would be a, a full bathroom remodel. Then that would, you know, entail completely gutting it and replacing like all of the tile and fixtures. So not just doing like little cosmetic upgrades or anything like that. So it's got to be like at least a full-scale bathroom.
2: So a comment you mentioned, like uh, opening the kitchen to the main living area, we get that all the time. And one of the questions is, is that a load-bearing wall? Yeah. Do you consult with clients about determining that and what needs to be done to make that safe?
7: Yeah. We would, yeah, we, we would never uh, take down a wall until we actually have a uh, an engineer come in and, and scope it and, and see what's going on in there and then sign off on that and give us something with a, a stamp and seal on it that, that said it was okay to bring down. And if uh, anything was load-bearing, then um, we have a structural engineer involved and he comes up with some structural drawings for us that indicate and show us exactly how to uh, do assist the it. client with that process. Yeah, that for sure. It? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah. We, we have a, uh, uh, people like that on hand that we can just bring in and consult with.
1: I know for, um, a lot of times, I know Brian's walked through homes, I, uh, many homes. I've walked through many homes, and sometimes you walk in there and you're, you're befuddled by the best thinking, right? Like the yeah. remodel that was like this was their very best thinking. <laughs> <laughs> you oh, know yeah. And and you walk in there. How do, how do you prepare for a remodel if somebody approaches you and and you're kind of looking at it like the design work or the idea may may make the home, you know. Functionally <laughs> worse, right? What, well, how, how do you handle most
7: that? of the projects that we do? I would, say, I mean, basically every project we do, we we do ha- uh, bring in a designer. With the, the the our ideal client is somebody who wants the full package and wants mm-hmm. the hand holding and wants um, the home. They don't want. I don't. We don't really work with clients that pick out all of their own materials and pick out paint their own paint colors. I mean, it's just the, the that type of client that the type of client that can actually do that is so far and few between. And um, yeah. You know, the project just the, the outcome of the project just doesn't really end up looking as good as it could as had we brought in a professional designer and, and consulted with one. Mm. Mm.
1: So um, what are the typical steps required to get a project to construction readiness?
7: Um, so obviously it would all start with an initial consultation uh, with um, a potential client and, and that would they would hopefully decide to move forward with us for planning and design services and um, what we would refer to as the planning uh, phase of the project. And um, during that phase, um, we're consulting with various um, other professionals such as designer, architect, um, structural engineer, and so forth. So we'll work collaboratively with these professionals to uh, develop the plans and permit drawings for the project. And then once we've applied for and while we're waiting for the city to um, issue um, the necessary permits, uh, the designer would be working on finalizing the design finishes such as flooring, millwork, countertops, and all sorts of other finishes. Uh, right down to the uh, paint colors of the walls and the, even the grout colors um, for the tile. And um, all of these details get added to the drawings. And then when we, when we can send those drawings out to the various suppliers and subtrades um, uh, that we have established relationships with, then we start getting quotes and we develop a construction budget. And then once everything's planned out, uh, we would finalize a project schedule as well as a re- renovation agreement and decide on a start date. And there we go. Re- renovation and, agreement. You know yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, we know that one.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> our, our, what, we had a guest on who was an attorney who talked about that, and you know this, right? So there, important. There are f- so few people yeah. that hire a contractor without getting a, a, a written agreement. Yeah. That's just that's, it's an, that's it's crazy. It's, crazy. Yeah. I know Samantha gets written agreements. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: didn't bring that up. So, Nathan, what do you think makes you a good contractor?
7: Um, that's a great question. Uh, Time to shine. It's definitely, not an, <laughs> it's definitely not an easy job. Um, I. I think that there are some, uh, like some key attributes that you've got to have to be successful in this business. Um, having excellent communication skills, um, you've got to be able to manage your time very well. Uh, you've got to be really organized. Um, you've got to have the ability to always be thinking like two or three weeks ahead of where you're at now and all of your projects. Mm-hmm. And and um, if you ask me, like, what's the most common feedback that you hear from your clients? Um, it's like, you know, you did what you said you were going to do. Uh, when you said you were going to do it and um, so whether it being like yep. showing up to a meeting on time or providing information when I promised, you know, sending, responding to emails, calls promptly or texts. Um, I know that it's a common theme for a lot of contractors is to kind of go MIA, missing an action hmm. um, during a project and some even before a project starts. And um, so those that's, you know, one of the most important things, yeah. I think. And a lot of designers also give me feedback um, and they say they love working with me because they know that, you know when they provide me with drawings and specs for a project that they've designed I'm not gonna go cutting corners by changing their designs to save time or save costs um, and they tell me that you know this happens all the time and so when they do walkthroughs with their clients and with our clients they notice and they, they notice that like some fixtures or t- tiles are not going to be subbed out for something you know for other than what they mm-hmm. expect out
1: mm-hmm. so what uh, what surprises
7: your clients the most about home remodeling um, the the f- biggest thing and the funniest thing probably is like the dust um it usually catches them a bit off guard um just because the the whole process is really it's just a dusty messy ordeal um and we try to we use like barriers and zipper kits to protect common areas you know when we're working in condo buildings and do daily cleanups um but even with all that like somehow like dust somehow seems to find its way out from even contained areas. You know, and it's funny for the listeners out there, a good word of advice after remodeling,
1: uh, change your filter. Oh,
7: for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, Something else um, is probably when I let them know, you know, that their timeline, their ideal timeline for completing their project probably isn't really feasible. (laughs) Um, And most people, that's usually because most people underestimate all the time necessary to properly plan for a project and, you know the old adage comes to mind: like when you fail a plan, you plan to fail. Hmm. Um, the more time we spend planning before we start construction, you know, the project becomes much more predictable, and the potential for cost overruns and schedule overruns are just greatly reduced.
2: Hmm. What are some common misconceptions about home
7: remodeling? Um, a couple of the most common uh, misconceptions are uh, like one: um, every project uh, finishes way over budget, and um, and two: every project finishes way over schedule, and And there are a number of reasons why these things can happen over the course of a remodel but um, there are lots of ways to help mitigate the risks um, which is why we spend so much time in in the planning process before we start a new project Um, like we don't even swing a hammer until we fully estimated the project and what i mean by fully estimated is you know we've submitted the drawings that include all of those notes and details that i was mentioning earlier to suppliers and subtrades so that we can get fixed prices and quotes back from them and a lot of um, other contractors, they'll just like rush through this process and mm. um, and start a project just because they want to start it as quickly as possible. But really, that's a recipe for disaster. Um, and you can keep the project on schedule a lot better once you've got all that solid planning in, and because everything just becomes much more transparent and predictable. Uh, the scope of work is just really well defined by that time and understood by everyone involved. And I think that that the emphasis that's the like the, I think that the emphasis uh, that we place on planning is something that sets us apart from our competition. Mm. Yeah, I like that. If you uh, fail the plan, you plan to fail. That's yeah, great. Right.
1: So, last question: uh, Which
7: areas do do you serve? Uh, so, we uh, s- pretty much all over the greater uh, Seattle area. Uh, it you know, it really just depends on the project and scope of work. So, I, I think you know, what I tell people is the best best thing to do is just you know have, have somebody get you know have them get in touch with us um, so that we can have a, that initial conversation and about the project and just go from there.
1: How do people get in touch with you?
7: Uh, calling or or. Um, or text message is probably uh, one of the best. um, And that can be, I can be reached at 206-499-3890. And uh, email is also good, uh, Nathan at TerraBuildersInc.com. TerraBuildersInc. Terra, Terra, T-E-R-A, and then Builders with an S-I-N-C.com. All right. Well, Nathan, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you. Thanks very much. After
1: the break, we'll have some final thoughts. Uh, We'll have a little stump the broker and something to do on the weekend. So join us right after this break.
0: Not sure if now is the right time to sell? Worried you missed the market? The Eastside Real Estate Team specializes in helping homeowners maximize their equity when selling. With our proven premier listing service, our clients have sold their homes for more money in less time than the competition. We know you have many choices when working with a real estate agent, but with the Eastside Real Estate Team, you get a team of highly qualified, experienced agents. From staging to deciding if your property is market-ready for top dollar. If you're considering selling, call the Eastside Real Estate Team at 425 200 4093. Or check out our website at the eastsiderealestate team.com, a subsidiary of Keller Williams Realty in Bellevue. So,
4: are you thinking about Thanksgiving and hosting your in laws while staring at the crack in your dining room ceiling, the dirty, scuffed up baseboards, and outdated accent color you painted 10 years ago? Armadillo Painting provides full service painting services allowing you to focus on what's important to you and not your home to-do list. Let them do the painting work. They take pride in taking the stress out of updating and maintaining your home with fresh paint. When working with their customers, they take the time to customize the estimate to the needs of each customer and only consider the project complete when they have confirmation from the customer is fully satisfied. Referrals are the foundation of what they do. To schedule an estimate with them, well, you can visit their website at armadillopainting.com and book online. Or email them at office at armadillopainting.com or even call their office at 425-641-5465. They look forward to speaking with you.
3: Admit it, there's a home remodeling project that you've been itching to have completed, but you've got no idea how to start. Maybe it's a new kitchen, bathroom, room addition, or a basement remodel. Nathan with TerraBuilders helps people just like you navigate the entire home remodeling process, including the planning, design, and permit application. Nathan has been remodeling homes since 2008. To schedule an in-home consultation, call or text Nathan at 206-499-3890 or email Nathan at TerraBuildersInc.com. That's 206-499-3890. Or email Nathan at T-E-R-R-A, Builders, with an S, I-N-C, dot com. Bringing good vibes to the Puget Sound and the world. Alternative Talk 1150.
2: Welcome back to Real Talk with Brian and Dan on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm Brian. And I'm Dan. Our next segment is called Stump the Broker. Stump the Broker. Uh, That's where the listener can call in and ask any real estate-related questions that you may have. And we will do our very best to uh, give you the right answer. Uh, We posted earlier on this morning on Facebook, and we'll be answering your questions. You can call us now at 425-373-5527. I'll get our first question out of the way. I think I get asked this question almost daily. It's the most common question we get, and that is, Hey, Brian. How's the market? So, (laughs) hey, Dan, how's the market? It's amazing. There's never been a better (laughs) time to buy. Never been a
1: better time. Well, if you listen to our interview last week with uh, Pat Stone, um, I learned something, you know, that we are in a a positive seller's market. It's not a hot market and it's not a balanced market. Mm -hmm. So right in between balanced and hot.
2: And see, I think uh, something I found interesting is the concern, everybody's talking about the R word, recession, mm-hmm. and that his comments about supply and demand, that right. we're just not building enough homes, so that demand should, you know, the expectation is it'll hold our prices up. And, well, yeah. and I thought com- consumer sentiment really it has affected things. Wouldn't you agree?
1: Is if consumers are thinking it's a buyer's market, they act like it's a bar- buyer's market. Right. When in reality is uh, you know we, we listed a couple of homes uh, a home in Redmond and there are only three homes like it in in the vicinity right mm-hmm. so that's actually pretty slim right right very slim. so you get choice one choice two or choice three and and that would not be a buyer's market a buyer's market means you've got somewhere between Hours six six to, to twelve homes to yeah, choose from right so um, so at the same time though if a buyer acts like it's a buyer's market then it does keep things uh, the market times a little longer. Yeah. All right. So here's a question. Let's see. Yeah, go for it. This is from uh, Steve K. K. If a home is in contract pending or contingent status, should I still put an offer just in case?
2: You know, you can't win if you don't play. But Mm -hmm. the way I typically handle that is if it's pending and I have a buyer that's interested, pending means they've accepted an offer. They're in escrow. They're waiting for financing. they're, They're moving towards closing. I'll call the listing broker and say, "Hey, tell me about your deal. How solid is it? What do you got going?" Mm-hmm. And the, that broker, their job is to represent that seller, and I usually get a very honest answer. Hey, it's solid as a rock. Don't waste your time. Or you know what? They're a little wishy-washy. And you know, I'll take that information, and go back to my client, and say, "Hey, let's put in an offer. What do you got to lose?"
1: Yeah, you can easily say, uh, call someone, and they say, "You know, we're we're not we're getting weird vibes from the lender because the pending right. part is the one where it's almost the ship is almost sailed. Like it's almost going, going, gone." And if you call that broker, I mean, you can't. Like you said, you can't win the game if you don't even play. If you call the broker and they say, "Yeah, we're getting some weird mixed signals on financing," they would love to have you available, right? Because that would put them in in an ability to kind of have you slide in there.
2: It's called a backup offer, and your the second offer would be subject to the first offer failing. Yeah. So if it does now, contingent is different. Very different.
1: Uh, So the pending one, uh, I would say. Um, wait, maybe eighty-five percent success rate, meaning fifteen right. percent fallout at the most. Right on a contingent offer, though, it actually has a clause called a bump clause. So what that means is, when an offer comes in, the current buyer on that offer um, has usually, usually three days. three to, three to, three days. to five
2: days. It's whatever they've negotiated. To um, remove their contingency, either by showing demonstrating the ability to obtain financing without having sold their home, yep. and and just to back up a step, contingent means it's contingent upon the sale of their existing home. Mm-hmm. So they got two choices: they can show evidence that they can close the sale without selling their home, mm-hmm. or they can deliver a fully executed contract with acceptable terms. The, those those items are outlined ahead of time right. um, to the seller to remove that contingency. If they can't do that, then they get bumped. And uh, then that second buyer is free to move into first position, position. on it. So I would say uh, you have a higher chance of getting a backup offer
1: on a contingent home accepted than you would on a p- pending offer. Yeah.
2: Right? Yep. Okay. Um, oh. So, one other misconception I'm going to throw in there that I've heard this for, oh, 38 years so far um, that you can't bump a contingency with a contingency. The seller on a con- contingency can accept anything they want. Oh. And so there's no restrictions on what that seller will accept. Um, You know, so that's a common misconception. Yeah, because
1: think about it. It could be that they're watching the buyer um, not adjust the price on a house, have it overpriced. And meanwhile, they're tied up and they come in and they see you and you're like, look, we're going to underprice it. We're going to sell it quick. Um, As your real estate Sherpa, we can guide you through that. That's right.
2: So, Dan. (laughs) Yes. When selling a home, is it generally acceptable to allow a couple days after closing to move out?
1: (sighs) That's a good question. It depends, right? We go back to our friend Mike Markert. Uh, It depends. I would say um, a lot of people will fall on one side or the other is they want to own the house and possess it or they're like, okay, I'll let you, I'll let, I'll own it. Then you stay longer. I would say most of the time
2: though, it's usually possession on that day. Of on closing. Yeah. yeah. And you know, one of the things too that, that Dan and I do is if we are going to have a delayed possession, we do a rental agreement. So there's no misunderstanding, you know, so it's a little extra paperwork for us, but it protects It's like talking about the uh, contract with a remodeler. You know, so many people do these things on a handshake. Uh, We don't. We don't take anything for granted. So if there is a delayed possession, it's uh, a rental agreement for that, even if it's only a day. Gotcha. So um, uh, something that's happening
1: in our industry, and this question is, is what is this issue with buyers now not having to pay commissions? What do you know about that? Well, sellers. Or no, I'm sorry, buyers having to pay the the commission. No, you know...
2: um, it's, it's negotiable. What's happening is there's a lawsuit about um, sellers being required to always pay a commission. H- historically, um, sellers have paid the commission, so buyers, in essence, get the uh, service for free, which the argument against that is, guess who's bringing cash to the table? It's, it's the buyer.
7: It's the buyer. So, yeah.
2: So what it does is it's really going to, I think it's a good thing, it's going to really be, bring transparency to the industry. Where right up front, I mean I've always done this, but I have the conversation with my clients about how I get paid and with the buyer, you know, if there's a situation where um, a seller says, Hey, you know, I'm not paying a commission, no way, no how, I have a conversation with my buyer about you know, how I work, what it takes. And, you know, some brokers if, if the seller's not paying commission, they won't show the house. I will, after I've had the conversation agreed with my buyer, which means I've got to bring value to the table. I've got to demonstrate to them why I'm worth it, why, that, why the Sherpa earns his keep. That's
1: right. That's right. And I think uh, in the absence of value, um, then we just become commodities, right? And I know Brian and I have worked very hard in our careers to build value. To what we provide our clients, we want to make sure there's value. I've um, got another question here. Uh, um,
2: with the current Seahawks
1: run, can they continue? Or are they going to lose to Baltimore this weekend?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm a fan, and I'm I'm rooting for them. I think they can take it all the way.
1: Yeah, you think so? I, I'm, I'm, yeah. That's so my, That's
2: my plan. Yep. <laughs> the eternal optimist. Yeah. Well, it should be interesting, right?
1: Yep. All right. Well, that's uh, that's all the questions we have. Like I said, you guys are welcome to uh, reach reach out to us on Facebook, YouTube, um, our website. Send us your tough questions. Send us those hard ones. We want to answer their questions. We want to be your real estate Sherpa. All right. So um, let's see. Next up, this weekend, what we got going on this weekend, Brian?
2: Well, let me. What are you doing? What am I doing? Uh, I got some oh, open houses. I'm doing right. a little getaway with my beautiful wife. Oh, very nice. Yeah, we're going to go sit and do some business planning. We'll go to a fun place That's and we'll, a good call. we'll do a little business, a little, little uh, fun. Awesome. And uh, map out a lot of our plan for the next year or so. That sounds great. Yeah. You know, they say prior proper planning. Prevents poor performance. Prior pop. pop Prior proper planning <laughs> prevents something poor performance. Better,
1: better said you you than me. Um, so this weekend we have um, actually we got a great handful of listings. If you know of anybody out there looking to live in a beautiful condo in in, uh, in it's it's like in between Green Lake, Greenwood, and Northgate. Uh, Three hundred thousand condo. Uh, it's a two bedroom, one bath, and it's in great shape. Three twenty five. That is uh, active and on the market. Reach out to us if you're interested. Also, we have out in Redmond. We have a um, a three, four bedroom, two and a half bath, split level in the Ames Lake neighborhood. That's for six forty eight. What do you got? I want to hear about the man pad. Oh, the man cave. Yeah, that is. uh, It's in Sammamish. This is a Danbury Danbury Estates, which is near Beaver Lake. Um, It's a twenty eight. 2840 square foot, three bedroom, two and a half bathroom, completely remodeled. If you go to the eastsiderealestateteam.com, look at our featured listings. You'll see it's got um, quartz waterfall counter to island countertop, plus live edge, uh, walnut, live edge, um, uh, table, like a little breakfast nook area, um, travertine uh, surround around the what is it, the Blue Star eight burner professional grade stove. It's fantastic. Like, if you know somebody that's an inter, you know, loves entertaining and and having a lot of people over, um, it's got a pool table in the living room. Like, who uses a living room anymore? That's a good question. <laughs> I it mean, really is. I've had I've had clients say, "I do not want a living room. Don't sell me a house with a living room." Yeah,
2: great room. You yeah. know, I think part of it, uh, you know, circling back to Nathan, knock that wall out. Yeah, have a great room. <laughs> Nobody uses a living room.
1: Yeah, and it brings the entertainment space yeah. together. Because, as you know, uh, most people are living in a situation where they want to show people what they're cooking, right? Used to be those galley kitchens and the kitchen that was closed off is because they were making a mess cooking, and then they bring dinner out to the formal dining room. Well, uh, this one does not have – oh, it doesn't have a formal dining room. Nope, it doesn't. It just kind of that, – that great room kind of bleeds into the living room. Yeah. And there's a killer uh, 2D and 3D projector with a 10-foot screen in the bonus room above nice. the garage. The garage is wired for two Teslas. So if you, his and her Teslas, <laughs> you know, you got all those stuff. It's only $1,175,000 in that neighborhood. In, yeah. That, that is a great buy. Yeah.
2: I've, yeah. And if there.
1: you want something a little bit more traditional, we're launching another property about 10 doors down. That's your traditional John Buckin home. Uh, I can't talk about that yet because it's not listed. It'll be listed tomorrow. But if you're looking in Sammamish in the Beaver Lake area and you're looking for four bedrooms plus a bonus room and more of a traditional look, uh, come see them both. They'll be open this weekend. So that's that. That's it your house hunting. There you go. Right there.
2: That's excellent. All right. So uh, Brian, you have some final thoughts. Final thought. I was going to just expand a little bit on the Sherpa. The the you know I've read over the years. Most recently, you know, the idea of uh, Online services eliminating the, the role of the real estate broker, mm-hmm. but the you know um, we're calling it the Sherpa. I've called it the boots on the ground, the local in depth knowledge. Yeah, I mean, how do you place a value on that? Uh, one of my favorite stories is time after time. I mean, I'll, here I'll share one. Um, a person calls me up; they're interested in a house in a certain neighborhood, and I immediately know you know what's going on because I've been doing this so long. You know, typical buyer five, seven, ten years they're buying a house. Then I do this every single day. Got a call on one um, recently, Ravensdale. Oh, I look it up. Oh, uh, that's about a quarter mile from the rifle range. Do you guys like you Do know, you like yeah, shooting shots? Guns? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And maybe, that maybe buyer, not. No, run away. <laughs> okay. You know, or um, an area where I know the water quality. I know that there's arsenic in the water. I've shared that one before. Because oh, yeah. that's pretty dramatic, pretty clear. But the boots on the ground, local knowledge, Um you know, it's... it's. Uh, well,
1: that's the image I get when I think of a Sherpa. I think of experience. Yeah. And you cannot replace experience with just knowledge. You actually have to have those those actions happen. And I, I, I learn something every Every day. day. Every yep. day. Hey, Brian, do you like wine? I do. Do you like walking? Yes. Okay, well, check it out. This weekend in Ballard, October 19th, is the Wine Walk. You can explore the neighborhood. Uh, it's the inaugural Visit Ballard Wine Walk. And that's... Ten shops, ten wineries in the historic downtown Ballard. Um, let's see. It looks like you get a commemorative glass for 5 bucks, Or you can bring your there own you tasting go. glass. I'm going to bring the big one. You know? <laughs> bring the big. Yeah, bring the tasting mug. Big <laughs> tasting yeah. uh, uh, growler. Oh, there you go. <laughs> So proceeds from the wine walk. It's, it goes from 7.30 p.m. until 10 p.m. on the 19th. Proceeds for the Ballard Wine Walk support projects, programs administered by the Ballard Alliance, which is a nonprofit neighborhood organization. For more details, visit ballard.com slash
2: Cheers. All right. So that concludes our show for this week. I want to especially thank our guests, Samantha and Nathan, for taking the time to speak with us. It was a great show, don't you think, Dan? Awesome. Had a great time. Thank you all for listening. And before we go, I've got a little real estate quote that uh, I always tell my clients In real estate, you don't get what you deserve. You get what you negotiate. Yes, sir. Thanks for listening. Thank you. See you next week. Bye.